Today's scripture is from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. That can be found on page 1835. to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim in clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Thank you, Matt. Thank you to everyone who's participated uh, in worship today, and it's a lot to take in, um, but it's good stuff. Let's just pause uh, to uh, prepare ourselves to reflect on God's Word. Let's pray. Amen. In our 40 Days of Community campaign there, we are looking to do two things. We want to deepen the sense of community within the congregation, within the church. And from that, as we've been talking about today, reach out to the community beyond our church family. Last Sunday, we considered how we need each other. We need each other to accomplish the purposes for which God has created us. The theme of the campaign is we do it better together, it being the purposes of God. This morning we're going to talk about how each of us has a life mission. God uniquely shapes every one of us to be able to share a dimension of God's love and salvation in Christ in the places where we live, where we work, where we relate. You see, God desires every human being to belong to his family. God never made a person that he doesn't love and doesn't have a purpose for. Philippians 1, 4 through 5 says, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Underline partnership in the gospel. We are partners with God and with each other to share the good news about Jesus Christ, a resurrected Savior, who has, who has broken into human history and saves us. Now, while there are people who each of us is uniquely shaped to reach, we want to share the good news as a team. We do it together. This morning, we're going to briefly consider how to partner together to invite people to Christ. 
And we begin with the most important thing that we can do together, and that is to pray. To pray for our friends and family who have not yet come to a personal faith in Jesus. We cannot force anybody to love God, but we can pray for them. And prayer can do what God can do. We can ask God to prepare hearts to receive Him. Ask Him to soften the hard heart. That He would warm the cold heart. That He would activate and arouse the apathetic heart. And melt a stubborn heart. People can reject our arguments. They can refuse to listen to our story. But they're powerless against prayer. This is the thing the Apostle Paul asks of the church in Colossae. He says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Pray for us too, that God may open the door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Whenever an army or the U.S. Marines are going to invade a beach or, or, or a front line, the first thing they do is saturate the area with bombs. They saturate it with artillery and planes and ships in preparation for the attack. And that's what we do with prayer. We saturate situations with intercessions that God would go before us and prepare people's hearts and prepare the way. We want to ask God for opportunities, just as Paul did, for God to open doors for the message. Sometimes what we do is plant seeds. Sometimes we get to reap what other people have planted. And I realize that when it comes to sharing our faith, talking about Christ, we get pretty anxious. That's something we get nervous about. But if God is at work in someone's heart and he gives us an opportunity to share or invite, that is the most blessed experience you can have. If you ask God for opportunities, he will answer your prayer. Expect him to act. Prayer makes us aware of other people's needs. It makes us more sensitive to, to our situations. And if you're praying for somebody, don't be surprised if they approach you and ask you about your faith. These are prayers that we pray together. We can bring names to our small groups. We can ask our groups to intercede with the Lord, to prepare hearts and give opportunity. And another thing that we can pray about is how to tell our story. How to tell our story. Verse 4, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Even the missionary Paul asked for prayer for how to uniquely share Christ in those unique situations where he's been given an opportunity. Peter adds in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen people a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. 
In other words, we're chosen and we belong in order to declare the praises of Him who saves us and who works in our lives. You may not be able to articulate theology. You may not know all the Bible verses to share. But you are an expert in your story. You are an expert of your experience with Jesus. What are the events, the times in your life when you met God? When you experienced the Lord in powerful or subtle, special ways? What trials and temptations has He brought you through? How did He open your heart to welcome Christ into your life? One of the things we do in the journey groups that we've done over the years is we, we uh, map out our life stories and then we share it with the group and we look back to see the fingerprints of God in our life experience, in our life journey. And those impressions, those fingerprints, they're, they're, they're the starting points for us to share God's grace with others. If you share your story with your small group, they can, they can shed light on the workings of the Spirit. We pray together. We ask God to prepare hearts of people we have a burden for, that we have relationships with, and to give us eyes to see opportunities and to prepare our story. And secondly, we step out in faith by developing and building relationships. Before you can share the good news with anybody, you, you have to have a relationship with them. Before we can reach someone, we, we have to be able to relate to them. Again, our scripture informs us. Paul says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. If I pray for opportunities, God will put people in my life who need Jesus. He'll do it if you pray. And friendships are then building a bridge between your heart and someone else that Jesus can cross over to them. And to build that bridge, it takes time. It takes effort. But I want to stress that we do not treat people, we don't relate to people as if they are some kind of project. Somebody that we're going to fix or convert. What we're supposed to do is just love them for who they are and where they're at. Some Christians intentionally isolate themselves from unbelievers. They build a wall around themselves and often then what they do is point condemning fingers at those who don't believe, those they disagree with. But friends, it's not our business to judge unbelievers. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5.12, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? That's not what we're called to do, to, to condemn 
and, and to judge people. The other extreme, however, is trying to imitate the world, to be able to relate to people, and we end up compromising our values. That's not the way either. Condemning and isolation and compromising and imitating are the two poles we want to avoid. The Bible tells us to be salt and light in the world, to penetrate the world with love and with the goodness of God. We engage with unbelievers in a way that we don't endorse or don't compromise ourselves. We do what Jesus did. We look for common interests. We look for common ground, places to connect. Jesus did this all the time. Be good listeners. Walk alongside people when they're hurting. Ask them, how can I pray for you? Love on people. Just don't, ex and don't expect unbelievers to act like believers. Only the Holy Spirit can change people's hearts. It's not our goal to reform people. Our goal is to introduce people to Jesus so they can find grace and transformation in Him. And here's the deal. We don't do it alone. We don't do this by ourselves. We want to bring unchurched friends into circles of believers. You can invite friends to your small group in the 40 Days campaign. You can ask friends to go on a mission trip with you. You can bring them to special events. You can bring them to worship. We do it better together. The more Christian influences in someone's life, the more possibility of hearts and minds being reached. Research has shown that people that come to Jesus who did not know him before normally have seven different contacts with Christian believers before they come to faith. That's a team effort. Being wise with outsiders is walking that balance of not condemning them and not compromising your values. That takes wisdom. Being wise is making the most of every opportunity to love people, to share the love of Christ, to season our conversation with positive and encouraging words. And all of this we do, leaving the results to God. We don't make people a project that we're trying to convert that's up to God. That's up to the Holy Spirit to change hearts. Again, you and I want to build a bridge to other people that Jesus can come and meet them. And what happens between them and the Lord, that's up to them. Now, in partnering to share the good news of Christ, I think we always need to be checking our motivations. The motive for reaching out to those apart from the family of God is the love of God and what He has done for us. We reach out in love. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. People are not going to care about our Christian faith until we know 
they, we care about them. Church, we have the greatest news in the world to share. If you discovered the cure for cancer, would you share it with other people so they could be healed? The Christian gospel is more than that. The Christian message is the key to the purpose of life and to life in eternity. The good news is we're not a bunch of biological accidents in a lonely universe. We are created by God and we all have a purpose and there's a plan for our life and we're created to live forever. Jesus came to rescue people, to pay for our sin, that we can be forgiven and reconciled to God. And when our guilt is wiped out, then we have a purpose to live in the now and a home in heaven forever. We share the good news out of hearts of gratitude. If we've experienced Jesus, if we have felt and experienced his salvation, then we owe it to him to reach out and share it with others. The Bible says God is love. And when God comes into our lives, we will start loving other people. 1 John 4, 7 and 8, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. We cannot have someone as big and powerful as the God of the universe come into our lives and it not change us. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 2.8, We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Unfortunately, today many unbelievers look at Christians as those who reach out in judgment and condemnation. We tend to be more against things than we are with sharing the good news. So as we enter this morning into what Christ has done for us in the sacrament of communion, let's ask God to give us a deeper love for people. To pray for those who need Him. For opportunities to connect them with other Christians and to be prepared to share our story. Let's pray together. Almighty God, our Father, we ask that you awaken within us your incredible love and grace and mercy your awesome holiness and sovereignty and awaken within us a purpose and a calling. Forgive us where we have given in to apathy and fear and all kinds of distractions that prevent us from sharing the good news of a resurrected Savior. God, would you ignite a fire of love within us, a burden and urgency for those separated from you. Motivate us to band together to pray, to prepare hearts, open doors of opportunities, and prepare us to share.
Father, lead us in relationships with wisdom and grace that we may avoid condemning and compromising and that our motive will be to love on the loss. So gather us together as teams, as units, as squads to be partners together with you in spreading the good news and gathering in your family with hope and purpose. For these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we've mentioned, we are going to celebrate uh, the sacrament of Holy Communion. I want to reiterate that in the Reformed Church, we practice open communion, meaning if you are in good and right standing in your home church, you are welcome to partake with us.